God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. People of God, welcome again to CBT Change by Truth. I'm your host, Minister DK, and I'm excited to be here with you again for another episode that you're going to love and it's going to touch you. This episode, I dedicate and focus to the brothers. I have been talking to a lot of guys and I've been listening to a lot of men and the thing that have really dropped on me to take before God for the men is something that I think is going to bless every man that takes the time to listen. And so I'll ask you guys this question right here, brothers. What kind, what kind of woman completes you? What kind of woman completes you? I need you to think about that because I'm going to throw this question out here at you. And then I'm going to take a break and come back and we're going to have a wonderful revelatory discussion out of the word of God. But mainly it'll be out of you, because until you really can answer that question from your spirit, not from your mind or your flesh, your desires, your fantasies or your needs. But when you answer that question from your spirit, you're going to find that everything you need you contain it inside of your life. What kind of woman completes you? Think about it. I'll be right back. to God. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope you took time to think about that question because this is going to be an interesting segment that I'm actually calling mm, the woman of your depth. Let's pray. Father, we bless you. We thank you. And I pray that your anointing and your spirit would rest on every man that listens to this. And even the women that take time to listen, to see the opposite effect on how They affect us as men of God. Father, I pray now a powerful anointing upon this this revelatory um, sharing that we're going to do in the name of Jesus. We thank you. Amen. Amen. All right, brothers. What kind of woman completes you? Um, And this is this is this is two by two, because if you're married, you have to think about the question and you may have the woman that completes you. And if you do, I pray to God you do. That's wonderful. If you don't have if you don't have a wife and you're not married, I pray to God that you find the right one that completes you because that's a blessing. And in that light, I want to just take this question and I want us to look into the life of Samson, you know, Hercules, Samson, the man that had um, long hair and he could not be fought or beat by anyone on the earth. He literally had the strength of God in his life and no man could bind him. When I look at Samson, you have to find it ironic. Samson, uh, he, he only dealt with three women in the Bible. He only, he only dealt with three women in the Bible, which is ironic to me because you got to understand this was a brother that everybody was talking about. He was the judge or the ruler or he was a leader of the the, the Israelites and the Hebrew people. And he literally could not be touched by nobody. There was a time where he beat 
a whole thousand men with the jawbone of a mule, of an ass, the Bible calls it. And, and he was just literally unstoppable in God. You got to hear this. The anointing that was on this man of God's life was unlike anything that anybody had ever seen before. He literally was uh, angel material when it came down to warfare and fighting. The only thing that he he had to learn to do was to keep his head out of the barbershop because he could not cut his hair. It would disconnect him from his anointing. So now what I find funny is that he had three women in his life that that the Bible speaks of the woman that he married. And that's who we're going to talk about today. The woman that he married. The second one was the prostitute of Sorek. That's right. Samson had a uh, he had a prostitute who was involved in his life that he spent time with a woman of the street, a woman of business, a woman of pleasure. And he also had a woman that we're all familiar with in his life. And that was the woman that was called Delilah. Another time, another story. We want to start out first with the woman that he married. Because this right here is important and is powerful to me. And I want to just pick up and I want to read this out of the NIV version um, so you can get this. It says in verse Judges, the book of Judges, chapter 14. It says that Samson went to um, Timoth and there he saw a young Philistine woman. When he returned, he said to his father and mother, I have seen a Philistine woman in Timoth. Now get her for me as my wife. His father and mother replied, isn't there an acceptable woman among the relatives and among all of our people that you must go to a uncircumcised Philistine to marry her? Samson said, I saw a woman that I love, that I like. She's beautiful. She is everything that I need. And his parents said, boy, have you lost your mind? You know, we are Hebrew people and that is a listing pe- person. You, you know, we're not supposed to have no interaction with them. They are our enemy. And Samson, and you know for yourself that you are the one who is leading us in and our victory against them. There's an anointing on your life, Samson, that would cause you to war against anything that is a Philistine. How could you come to us as your parents and ask us to get a Philistine woman for you to marry her? That's paraphrasing this. That's kind of, kind of what his parents said. But Samson said to his father, Get her for me, for she pleaseth me well. I want you to hear this, brother. Samson looked at his father. He didn't look at his mom. He looked at his father and said, Dad, get her for me. You a man, you understand what I'm saying. You, you, you know the language that I'm speaking. He said, Dad, get her for me, for she pleaseth me well. The question I ask you, brothers, is what 
kind of woman completes you? What kind of woman completes you and brings you into the total fulfillment? Listen to me. Not of your pleasure or your appetite, but of your spiritual divine appointment with God that brings the best out of you. What type of woman completes you? Now, as we sit here and we think about that, I want to lay this foundation because you really, you have to understand it's not easy to find the woman um, that can please you well. Ah, it's not easy because watch this. When Samson said, get her for me for she pleaseth me well, well, he wasn't meaning the well as in she, she's good to me or she's kind. She satisfies me. She makes me feel good. I feel wonderful with I'm, when, I, when I'm with her. He wasn't talking about that kind of well. When Samson says she pleaseth me well, when you think about a well, you think about a hole in the earth that is filled with water. Amen. And the best water in that well is the water that's at the lowest point in that well, the deepest point of that well. That's where the coldest water comes from. Everything that's on the top of the water, on the top of the well, is affected by the air um, that's in the atmosphere. But whatever is the deepest of that well is where you find the most purest water. So what Samson was saying to his father, father, I need you to get her for me because she pleaseth me deep. And that's where I want to be, brothers. A woman that pleases you, not surface, not mid-surface, but she pleaseth you deep. She causes you now to move within your spirit. She causes you now to understand things about yourself that you would have never understood unless now you were drinking and being stimulated from the deepest part of your spirit. Hallelujah. It's, it's amazing to me that, that many of us as brothers, we only struggle in our life because we are dealing with women who only give us a surface satisfaction. They only stimulate what is on the top of us. They, they don't understand that we're more than just somebody to cut the grass. We're more than somebody just to move furniture around. We're more than somebody just to be seen. We're, we're, we're greater than that. And many of the brothers that I know, they struggle in their walk, in their marriage, in their relationships because they have found a woman that is good to them, but doesn't please them deep. Oh, glory to God. You, you need to hear this because we're going to have a wonderful time in this discussion today. What does it mean when you talk about pleasing a man well, deep? Mm. Many brothers, I've had the honor to work in the penal system, in the prison system, and I've had many interviews, many times with different many people, different men who are locked up and confined and restricted from their life outside of the prison. And the majority of them that are in there are in there because of, watch this, they were connected and involved with the surface woman. A woman who is 
surface is a woman who has the ability to get their feet wet, but she's still playing in the atmosphere above a man's head. She still knows how to 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 finesse him and and to manipulate him. But at the same time, she's not doing it because he's a good man. She's doing it because she knows she has a good man. Different thing. A lot of women will will manipulate a man because uh, they know they have a good man. Have meaning captured, meaning controlled, meaning that the woman understands you better than you understand yourself. I like this because when Samson saw this woman, he understood that there was a connection. Watch this, people of God. He understood that she pleaseth me deep. And I had to ask God the question, why could he say that this woman pleased him deep? And, and then his mother and father did not agree with him. They, they, they did not understand why this righteous anointed man could want something that was devilish, carnal, unclean. And they, she, she served pagan gods. They couldn't understand that. We trained you right, Samson. We took you to Bible study. And we prayed with you every night. You, 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 you came up in a holy house, in a righteous house. We always pray before we eat. We go to church on Sunday. How is it that you could be raised this way, but yet and still you have a desire for our enemy? I, I like that. The reason why he could say she pleased him well is because there was an anointing on the life of Samson. To war against Philistine, the Philistine race. And his wife that he wanted to marry, watch this, she was a Philistine woman. Do you see the connection? Sometimes, brothers, hear me when I say this. Sometimes when you're searching for the thing that completes you and makes you whole, you can't expect for people to understand it. Because you have to understand what God has called you to and what he's connected you to. There's no way for you to fulfill a mandate on your life against something like the Philistine people if you're not engaged with Philistine people. So when he said, she pleaseth me well, he understood that even though she was a female, She's connected to the thing that I'm supposed to war against. So without him even thinking about it, he was drawn now to this woman, not because she looked good and she had nice hips and all that, but mainly because his anointing now began to move in his life. And I'm telling you that many of the times when it comes down to a man now understanding the woman that makes him complete in his life, if she just moves your flesh, you're walking into a blind trap. But when the anointing in you is stimulated, now you're moving your life into purpose, even though your mom and your dad don't agree. Hallelujah. Don't agree. Because many times what this means, brothers, is this. There are people around you from your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, your supervisor, whoever it may be, that only see you one way. They only see you one way. They've always seen you one way.
Uh, let, let, let me let me explain this to you in, in a better in a better view. I've always liked to watch movies. And one thing that always fascinated me, even to this day of being a grown man, I can never understand. And maybe, brothers, if you hear this, you can give me a call or whatever and explain it to me. I can never understand how Clark Kent, how Clark Kent now could work at uh, the, the newspaper and the only way that the people could not figure out who he was is because of a pair of glasses that was on his face. If you stood him up beside Superman, the only difference between him and Superman is that Superman didn't wear glasses and Clark did. It, that fascinated me. I mean, they had pictures of Superman. They saw Superman and nobody could tell. Even though the times that when things were going bad, Clark would disappear from the, the job and and Superman would appear somewhere else. And anytime they saw Superman on the news or flying, nobody could ever find Clark. But they could not figure out or see the difference between Clark really is Superman. Superman is Clark. The thing that kept them, watch this, the thing that kept them from seeing that Clark was more than Clark, that Clark had a greater call on his life, that Clark was anointed. The thing that kept them from seeing the greatness in the man of Superman, meaning Clark, was a pair of glasses. What do you mean by that? What I'm saying to you is that sometimes people can't see uh, past who you are and what you are because of the vision that they have of you. The glasses represents vision. People see in you what they need. They see in you what they want. And most women, when they see a man, they see a man of God. They're not looking at you for what you are. They're looking at you for what you can do and who you are. It's the truth. I, I remember in Superman 2, the one with Christopher Reed, that Clark Kent was so in love with Lois Lane. Oh, my God. He was so in love with her. But she was a little on the slow side because she called Clark clumsy and she looked at him like he was a doofus and a nerd. And the only reason why she she had been hailed by Superman, Superman, she had rescued her. She had been flown in the sky by Superman. She had been touched by Superman and Clark had touched her and been in her presence. And she could not feel that this man is the same man. The only thing that kept her from seeing that was her view, the glasses that she was looking through, looking at Clark. And I remember in Superman 2, he wanted to help her so bad until he tripped over a, a stuffed animal rug and put his hand in a fireplace and let her see it. And then he pulled his hand out and she said, oh, my God, you're so you're hurt. You're burnt. Let me see your hand. And he was trying to hold her hand from her seeing it because he knew he wasn't burnt because he was Superman. But she took his hand and he gave it to her and there wasn't a mark on his hand and it was in the fire. And finally, she figured it out. She figured it out. He had to help her. Watch this. Because 
like many of us brothers, she was stimulated and head over heels and blinded by what she saw in Superman to the point being that she could not realize that Clark now was the foundation for Superman. Without no Clark, there was no Superman. You got to understand this. A lot of women don't see in a man past what they need to see, past the glasses. They don't. They only need you to do what you do. Superman, Clark only became important. Watch this, people of God. When, when somebody needed to be rescued, when there was an attack on the United States, when there was some terrorists in Paris, when there was a bus getting ready to blow up, when there was an earthquake, when there was a cat in a tree, when there was a man about to fall off of a bridge. Anytime somebody needed something, then they look for Superman, not knowing that it was Clark. The whole time. What kind of woman completes you is the kind of woman that you don't have to throw yourself in the fire for. But she can look at you. Watch this. She can look at you. And without you doing anything, she can see the power that God put in you. Oh, I, I like this. I'm going to get back to Samson in a minute because many of you brothers don't realize you are Clark, the man, and you are Superman. You have an anointing. And if the woman does not recognize that one flows from the other, that Clark Kent is just as important as Superman. Because if you don't let the man feel important as Clark, he won't know how to love you as Superman. She was so in love and women are so just, the, the women were just so, uh, Lois was so flabbergasted that Superman loved her, but she didn't realize it wasn't Superman, it was Clark. Oh God. In, in the movie, the second movie, uh, the same movie, when, when he felt, when she realized who he was, he, he went to his mom and dad in the movie, if you saw this, and he gave up his powers. God help me. He gave up his powers to become a regular man so he can love and be with her and experience love now as a man. He didn't want to be Superman no more. He didn't want to be Superman. He, he gave it up because of love. Because of some booty. Uh, because of a kiss. Because of hips, thighs, and lips and all of that. He gave up. He turned his power over and became a man that could bleed, a man that got tired and was weak, a man that was cut off now from the mandate on his life. And I remember in the movie that when he gave it up, Lois was so happy. And I could never understand, brothers, why she was happy because what woman knows that you have a call that can save the whole world would allow you to give up that call just to lay in the bed with her, just to be there to make her feel good, would allow you to be there so you can feel good. What woman would allow a man to give up the very reason why he is born and the reason why he is in the earth? She allowed him to give it up. She didn't even encourage him to hold on to his S on his chest, which means the anointing in his life.
And Clark gave it up, became human, and he was walking around looking like Mr. Beaver from Leave it to Beaver. He was a regular man. And in, in this movie, they went to a bar and he got into a fight with the truck driver. And he still called himself standing up for Lois because the man was hitting on her. And the truck driver liked to beat the snot out of him. And about that time, he was looking at the television in the bar and the world was under attack. Something was happening. And the news reporter said, somebody please tell me where Superman is. And he was sitting there with blood coming out of his mouth. And he realized that I made a mistake. I let one night, I let a feeling, I let the desire to have what so many regular natural men have, I let that desire consume me for a night. And he went back and he found that crystal and he got his powers back. And I'm telling you this, the reason why I take time to say all of that, brothers, let me tell you something. Let's put church to the side. Okay, let's put church to the side. Because there are a lot of brothers out here who don't go to church, who are anointed, who are called by God, sanctioned by God. And for you who are saved, you know that God has a mandate for your life. But are you connected with somebody who will allow you to give it up to have a if only for one night experience to allow you to feel what every other man feels? Would you give up your anointing and the gifting in your life just to have a surface experience with some flesh? Would you give it up? And in the, in the back to the story, in the in the the story of Samson, the night that Samson gets married to this woman that pleases him deep. He made a bet with the Philistine soldiers that was at his wedding. He told them if they could figure out his riddle, he would give each soldier a garment to wear if they could figure out his secret. And they said his, his riddle. And they said, what's the riddle? And the riddle went something like this. Out of the eater came forth meat. And out of the strong came forth sweet. One more time. Out of the eater came forth meat. And out of the strong came forth sweet. That's the riddle that he told them that so much wagered on in his wedding night. See, this is what I say that to you say this, that, that every man that is anointed and touched by God, he has a pattern or a rhythm, a vibration in his life that is connected now to his wisdom and his relationship with God. Every man, if he searches soul and lay before God and gets still enough, there is a riddle that God has given you that connects you to your relationship with God. Samson told them that riddle. And he didn't even tell his wife the answer to it. Glory to God. He didn't even tell his wife the answer. So the soldiers came to his wife and they harassed her and they said, find out what the riddle to this, to the answer to this riddle is, or we're going to kill you and your husband. They threatened her on her wedding night. So she went to her husband, Samson, and she said, you don't love me because you won't tell me. You don't tell me. And he said, I'll tell you. 
Listen to me. Samson did the same thing that Clark did. Clark gave up his power, his difference, his anointing, his creation for a night with Lord's. And Samson gave the riddle of his heart to the woman that he loved. And he said, the riddle goes like this. Out of the strong, out of the eater came forth meat. Out of the strong came forth sweet. What is stronger than a lion and sweeter than honey? That was the answer. What is stronger than a lion and sweeter than honey? And that's what I'm posing to you, brothers, right now. I ask you this question. What is stronger than a lion and sweeter than honey? And she told the men that riddle. And they told Samson that riddle and he went out in the attitude. He brought back what he said he would give them. That's what he did. He brought it back to him and Samson realized that they had crossed him. And Samson said to him, if you had not plowed with my heifer, you would have not solved my riddle. If you had not plowed with my heifer. You would not have solved my riddle. That's Judges 14 and 18. I like that. I'm telling you this, brothers, for this reason. The riddle of your heart, when you find a woman that really connects to you in a deep place, which means they know what makes you or breaks you. They know what makes you tick. They understand who you are. You can tell them your riddle. And I don't care who plows with them. I don't care who manipulates them. I don't care who threatens them. They would never give up the riddle of their husband's or their man's heart to nobody. They'll die first because they understand that everything that he is and is connected to is connected to that riddle. They understand that. Can you imagine if you was Popeye the sailor man and you're fighting Bruto and he's beating you, he's got you hemmed up and you call to olive oil, your woman, throw me the can of spinach because she knows when you get that can of spinach, she understands that you become anointed and the power of God fills your arms and you can beat anything like Samson. What would you do if that devil Bruto has you hemmed up and she throws you a can and you realize it's not spinach, but it's Brussels sprouts or turnips? You know they don't work for you. <laughs> you know they don't work for you. What would you think? Why would you throw me something that you know doesn't activate what's inside of me? Many of you brothers right now are connected to women who understand possibly who you are in God. But they understand that they have you. Samson's riddle was unique because what it said is that this there was a time in Samson's life before he before he met his wife here that he was walking in the woods. And the Bible says that a young lion ran out on him and he was so strong that he beat the young lion and he killed it with his bare hands and he left the lion laying there dead on the ground. Can you imagine beating a lion with a young lion? So it's powerful with your bare hands. And he came back a couple of days later and he saw the carcass of the lion laying there and the stomach of it had a hole in it. And he reached down into the carcass of the lion and in it came out a swarm of bees. 
But inside of the carcass, there was a honeycomb. And here's where the answer to his riddle connects to you, brothers. He said, out of the eater came forth meat and out of the strong came forth sweet. What is stronger than a lion and sweeter than honey? And the answer is God, but it is God in you. You carry now the anointing inside of your carcass. What do you mean your carcass? I mean the dead you, the you that is supposed to be dead, the carcass of you. And what lives is now the life of Christ that you live by. If any man be in Christ, he is dead. He no longer lives. And the life that he now lives, he lives through the faith of the Son of God. If any man be in Christ, he no longer lives. And the life that he lives, he lives through the faith of the Son of God who died for him. I'm telling you this here now, brothers. The kind of woman that completes you is the kind of woman that knows, God help me, what's inside of you. See, the body of a man can work until you're dead and you can contribute many things. You can rub a feet. You can cut a grass. You can go out shopping with her. You can cook on the grill. You can do a lot of things with the physical body. But it's what comes out of you now that is sweeter than anything else. And your woman or the lady that's connected to you, she has to look past your carcass and see the power of God in your life. She has to be able to see the super in you past the vision of the glasses of Clark Kent. She has to know the difference between a can of turnips and a can of spinach. She has to be the kind of woman that won't let you give up your anointing to have a night with her. But she understands that the call on your life is the most important thing about you. Because if you don't fulfill your calling, not only your woman, but a lot of people now will waste away looking for somebody that God promised. And it's you. It's you. I'm telling you this because it's Bible. Out of the eater came forth meat and out of the strong came forth sweet. What is stronger than a lion and sweeter than honey? It is God in you. In you. And God can't come out until your body and your life has become a carcass. So he can produce now the anointing without any issues from what you think you desire or what you don't believe in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm talking to every brother that has the heart to listen because regardless of whether you know it or not, there's more to you if you're saved. And if you're not saved, then you got the right to believe great for your life. But watch this. It's only going to come out of you. I don't care what you train a lion to do. Uh, they got lions in the zoo and the circus and they beat them and they take them through all kinds of changes to teach them tricks, to open their mouth. They put their head in it and all that's wonderful for entertainment. But you only get the greatness out of a lion when the sweetness comes out of him. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Samson looked at his mother. Watch this. And his father and he said, Father, get her for me, for she pleaseth me well. That's what the King James Version says. NIV Version says he looked at his father and he said, Father, get her for me. She 
She is the right one for me. Let me ask you this, men. Can you trust your woman with the riddle of your heart? Is she willing to give up her life to keep the riddle a secret in her own heart? Does she know that her heart and your heart, if there's covenant, is one heart? Or can somebody plow now with your heifer and get the answer to unlock now who you are in God? Why you are in God? It's true. We're dealing with a wife here now because this was his wife. And she got killed on that night by the Philistine soldiers, by her own wedding party. I need you brothers to think about this. And this is from heart to heart, chest to chest. This is from me to you. When you look at everything that God has put around, when you even look at what I've talked about, Samson in this story, when you look at Clark and Superman, when you look at Popeye and Olive, they all have one thing in common. When the right woman was in their life and they gave him the right thing and they said the right words, things changed in his life. You have to get somebody, a woman, to believe in you past now. Your youth, the young lion that you are. What that meant is that Samson, the anointing in him, battled the young lion. The young, the young, the, the young lion represents Samson in the natural. Samson represented his anointing in God. And he had to battle with himself. To get out of him what God could produce, which was the honey, which represents the anointing. Hallelujah. So I need you to think about that. When you look at a woman, you got to look deep. You got to understand what you're looking at. You got to understand who you're looking at. You got to understand, oh God, can she see the real me? Or is she satisfied with what she sees in me that she only needs in me. Because I'm telling you, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The honey that will come out of you will change everything. Hallelujah. So be, be encouraged, brothers. Be encouraged. The last thing I want to share with you about this story. When Samson told his mother and father to get her for me, for she pleaseth me well, his mom and dad didn't agree. And I want to read because people don't talk about this. But I want to share with you something that literally is going to just um, show you the, the, the wisdom of God. Um, it says that, uh, but Samson told his father, get her for me, for she is the right one, or for she pleaseth me well. Judges 14 and 4 says his parents did not know that this was from the Lord who was seeking an occasion or an opportunity to confront the Philistines at a time so they would not rule over Israel. What it's saying is that his mother and father did not even know that the desire and the passion that Samson had for this Philistine woman was the will of God. 
They did not know that God was using the passion and the energy and the love inside of Samson for Philistine women to get the upper hand and bring them into a place of deliverance at a later time. When you're faithful to what's connected to what comes out of you, you can't. You can't. Oh, God, a person that understands why you like what you like is a person that you give your life for, because many of the people that surround you, when you say what it is that you like and you're connected to and what pleases you, they don't understand that. It takes somebody who is connected by God to understand why it is you like what you want, what you like. It takes somebody that knows you. His own mom and dad didn't even know that it was the will of God for him to desire what he desired. Because a time was coming in the future that was depending on him being connected to this Philistine women. And this was just the first one. We haven't even talked about the other two. The hoe and Delilah that knows. <laughs> Amen. So I just wanted to come and I wanted to share this with you. Didn't mean to take much time, but if you're out there and you're married or not, if you're married, then you have to now bring this knowledge into the person you're married to. And sometimes, brothers, you don't even know what the riddle of your own anointing is. You got to find that thing out. What is it that can come out of you that God can use to to battle and he's, and he can heal and he can anoint, he can he can do Anything from you. What is it that comes out of you? It comes out powerful once you now have become a carcass and you're dead. Dead in your flesh. Dead in your flesh. Seek God for that answer. And he will give you a new insight on the women now. And how they respond to you. Father, I bless you and I give you the glory. I thank you for who you are, what you are. And why you are. I pray for every man that is listening, God. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that they understand the simplicity, God, that we're not breathing to do what we want to do, but we're breathing to have the choice to choose the opportunity to do what you have created us to do. And out of our bellies shall flow rivers of living water. A.K.A. honey. And God, I thank you for the anointing. I thank you that you teach us, God, that in you we live, move and have our being in the name of Jesus. Let your anointing rest now in the hearts of those that will believe. And for those who won't believe, God, keep them covered until they finish battling with themselves in their mind. And we give you glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Brothers, people of God, be blessed. Be excited because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it don't make a difference where you are, or what you see. It's what comes out of you that you should believe in the name of Jesus. Until next time. Peace out. Well, brothers, that's all I have for you in this episode. I plan on doing two more parts to deal with the prostitute and to deal with Delilah. Hey, look, I just need you to think about what was said. Don't think too much. Let God think in your heart, look in your life and see the comparison between who you used to be 
and who God is calling you to be. And when you see the comparison between those two, you will see what's stored inside of you that needs to come out of you. Stay encouraged, man of God. Keep your head up and know that you're valuable more than anything in the world. That's why he died for you. God bless you.